ding dong. Hello, who is it? It's the audience. It's me, little dinger. <laughs> What's up, audience? We are back from Atlanta. And we brought a friend. What's who's that? It's a little bird named Jennifer. <laughs> Did you carry Jennifer on the plane? It sanded on my shoulder in the plane. Nope. I don't think that happened. Didn't you, Jennifer, right? That's a cat toy. That's a yes. That's a cat toy. That is not a bird named Jennifer. Jen Jennifer. With a U. <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> Juniper is angry that you don't like her. I do like her. Well, it's going to rest on my shoulder for the rest of this show. Oh, Lord. We I just got too. back from Atlanta where it rained all weekend, which is nice. And I think we brought it back with us. Yay. And we brought the time back an hour when we came back, too. Yeah. Because we control time and space <laughs> here at the Herald and, and the Modcast. Weather. And also the weather. Yeah, thank God it's the weather's like dropped back down to normal now. Because I was getting of November. Ridiculous. Yeah, it, summer carried it all the way to, to November. 90. Yeah, it was like ninety until November. That's not. Hmm. I wonder so what that's a cause of. I don't know. <laughs> Climate. Climate. Guess what we saw while we were in Atlanta, episode six oh four. Here's not here. Oh, we saw Atlanta Falcons game. No, we didn't see the game. But we saw all their fans, sadly, walking back from the stadium that was like in the rain. a stone's throw away from where we were staying. The hotel, yeah, and they lost, and it was raining, and there was just like this walk of shame in the rain. It was I like know. the end of a fucking Hulk episode and from the 70s. they got beat by the Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Schmuckaneers. That was embarrassing. In overtime, in I the know. rain, yeah, it was like a sad Hulk fucking Lou Ferrigno walking in the rain. Remember that sad music that they played at the end of it? Every episode. <laughs> Every episode of him, like, walking away. From another adventure. Like, hitchhiking, like, sadly. Has no home, yeah. Has he's no a, friends. He's just a big monster with no home. Remember we, kind of, we watched a couple episodes now, and they're so jive. They're so bad. It's like, I, I mean, People I love the I show. a kid, and it was fun, but probably because I was five, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, there was adults then that thought it was just, like, this master fucking production yes. of like what <laughs> what it's like right off the pages of the comic book <laughs> remember the one where it was like the hulk takes on like guys that are like uh, health health code violation <laughs> in a restaurant so that's so low stakes it's like these guys are like mucking up a restaurant for a fucking uh, a journalist interview they're like putting rats in the kitchen <laughs> and the hulk's like oh hulk hates rats <laughs> hulk hates dishonest journalism <laughs> That's what it was. And then he like catches them and they like start a grease fire on the kid the kitchen. Hulk, Hulk smash! Hulk crush uh, dishonest journalists and their goons he they hire with their trash and their rotten cheeses and rancid meats. He was like putting bugs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, bugs and like that was the steak yeah, for the Hulk. It might have been an episode of Kitchen Nightmares, and then like the Hulk comes in, oh Hulk smash Gordon Ramsay, oh, Hulk crush fucking uh, bad restaurant bad service yeah. Hulk hates bad service <laughs> that's what makes him mad he's like there's a fly in my soup too bad <laughs> turns into the Hulk Hulk hate Hulk only leave 10% tip Hulk mad <laughs> that was probably pretty good back then yeah it probably was wasn't it 
But yeah, that's funny. We, God, that's funny. We've seen Lou Ferrigno a few times. And in fact, his son Louis used to be and your neighbor. neighbor. Yeah, your neighbor. And, uh, and he... my best friend. <laughs> no. Yeah, we hang out, we get drinks, and then we smash. <laughs> he actually gave me one of his paintings. He's an, uh, uh, a talented artist. Yeah, he's a Louis painter. Louis Jr. Yeah. Louis Jr. Yeah, he's an actor and a painter. And, and we're like, hey, Lou Ferrigno, we used to, uh, we know your son. You live near your son. And he's like, get, get away from <laughs> he's me. He's a very sweet, kind of quiet, humble guy. Yeah, well, and he has like hearing problems, I think. Yeah, so I think that's he, part of it. He's deaf, yeah. He's, yeah, I think clinically deaf. I don't know yeah, how that works. Yeah. So when you approach him, he just sort of like nods and smiles because yeah. he probably can't hear what the fuck but you're boy, saying. But boy, people approach him. I mean, people are at the like, grocery store yeah, and stuff. He's like, people are like, especially juice. like middle aged. A lot of like people that grew up on the show. Yeah. You know, and then pumping iron the movie with him and Arnold. Right. When they were just pumping iron, man. Pumping iron. Pumping iron. All right. Well, enough about superheroes. Let's bum, talk about bum, uh, bum, our new heroes. Bum, 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 we, we went to Atlanta for Walker Stalker Con, which stay tuned because we're going to do an entire podcast dedicated to the whole show. Yeah, well we're, it'll be like World. two podcasts. We were there for four days yeah, or something. There's a lot to talk about, but we're going to recap episode 604 right yeah, now. Yeah, this is, will be our 604 episode and stay tuned for our uh, Walker Stalker Con coverage. there's a lot. There's a lot of it and it'll be in great detail. Everything from the hotel to the show floor to the panels to Norman yeah, Reedus to, to no, Storm Andrew and Lincoln Norman. Lincoln yeah, to and David Morrissey. Yeah. Sandrew, Andrew and Storm and oh, Norman. So, what'd you think? Episode 604. Man, I thought it was like a fucking, it might as well, it could have been a standalone movie. You're right. Could have been a standalone Walking Dead, like TV serial, serial so, or yeah. not serial, just yeah, like as special, you know, series. Not yeah, special. It was ninety minutes. It was ninety minutes. Yeah, it's technically a short film. It's probably with commercials, it's seventy minutes, maybe yeah. seventy-five minutes, maybe like and this. It's all about Morgan and people. Were, it was funny because people, when they heard or suspected it was going to be all about Morgan, there was a lot of pushback. Yeah, I, a and, lot of people were sort of like eh, on the internet, like I don't need ninety minutes of Morgan. Uh, well, you spoke too soon because you spoke way too it soon. Was maybe one of the best, one of three of the best episodes since the, the pilot yeah ever ever well uh, f- quite frankly the three best episodes the show has ever ha- aired are the pilot also with morgan clear also featuring morgan and here's not here also featuring morgan and we should say about this clip most current episode is that there's only two actors in the whole episode except for the very end where there's right. a third so there's no rick there's none of the other actors it's just morgan and then john carroll lynch yep for, uh, aka twisty the clown from, from american, american horror, horror story aka drew carey's brother who's a cross-dresser from the drew carey show right. aka the bad guy from gothica aka like this guy's list of he's a character actor you, you recognize him instantly oh, uh, fargo he played fargo uh, uh, her husband in Fargo. Yeah, uh, yeah, in Fargo. Uh, the list goes on. Yeah, and he's always good. And this episode was no Fargo exception. The movie, that is. Fargo the movie. Yeah, the Coen Francis Brothers McDorm- movie. Play- he plays Francis McDormand's husband, who wins the duck 
painting contest and gets to be on the two cent stamp or the three cent stamp. Yeah, yeah, that's his thing. That was his big thing in the movie. Amazing actor. Amazing actor. And this was a real uh, tour de force performance. I mean, the two of them working off each other the whole time. And it's a real arc. Yes. So much happens and it's very well written. And I was into it the whole time. I think people expected this sort of like, uh, now we have to see. It was like eating your vegetables. Like now we, <laughs> now we have to see where Morgan ended up before Terminus and before he went in. It's like all the boring stuff that happened. Cause it's kind of like the episode where the governor, where we catch up with the governor also after a good the, episode, by the way. Well, very good yeah. episode. And I, I, yeah. And you see like where he sort of ends up after he loses everything. Yeah. And he sort of becomes a new guy again and then goes back to his right. old ways. But yeah, I think people were sort of like, fuck, no, we want to see what happens to Glenn, of course. Of course. And this is just going to be filler until we get to see what happens it to Glenn. It wasn't filler, though. I mean, it was... No, it was it, the best episode of the season it, so far for absolutely. me. Absolutely. It was brilliantly and, written. Which is saying something, because all these episodes have been really good. good. Even better than last season. Absolutely. Which is awesome. Like, yeah. go ahead, man. Go ahead. Like, you, you can continue to up the ante and continue to keep the viewers engaged outside of like oh we just got to stay loyal to this show it's incredible yeah i gotta give it to them because we we talk about how we don't like the whole explosion like we don't really like things when they become like everybody else loves well because a lot of times it becomes watered down and it sort of loses sight of why it was really good in the first place and it's like what trey and matt said when uh they're like if we really didn't give a shit we would have done what every other show does and that once the it hits we just sit back and make the money and say okay you fuckers go make it and we'll just keep our name on the brand talking about south park yeah because that you know like a lot of these shows there's these teams of people Mm -hmm. and it switches over every five years like the simpsons right. and family guy right like, right you know that's why the simpsons sucks now yeah well it's become it's come so far away from what it was even when i was growing up that like it's not even really the simpsons anymore it's uh it's so it's not current like yeah. they're always a step behind it's like and it's all these stupid cameos right they don't give a shit when it's someone when a, someone did a cameo on the simpsons like in the 90s it was like whoa they got paul mccartney and yeah. linda mccartney are like whoa they're actually doing it and now it means nothing it's just like well, every that's celebrity cameos became like a thing you know it, it became the thing where like every celebrity's gonna do a cameo entourage you know yeah and it sort of it sort of became instead of the exception it became the rule yeah, and then it gets and you come to expect no it. To it and it's not as like surprising yeah. you know because for a, it almost seemed like for a celebrity to do the simpsons back then was sort of a leap for a celebrity yeah because it was sort of not fringe but just sort of it wasn't it was fringe it was still it yeah. was fringe and then it became standard but yeah, remember when Bart Simpson was like public enemy number one? Yeah, remember yeah, that? Absolutely. Remember that fucking like yeah. what? What compared to what goes on now on, on television? <laughs> Eat know. my shorts and like don't have a cow, man. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah. So well, we should state that in fact this is the re- this is sort of what happened to Morgan after Clear and after Clear. Yep. We don't see, and I thought it was interesting. They don't literally take off from when. Rick and Michonne and Carl left Leave. Him. No, not really. But not it's just close because really. he's still in that like psycho cot or that psycho room with the drawing is yep. like weird string theory room. So actually, I don't know. It could have been after could they have, left. Yeah, it might have not been exactly after right. they left, but it was still there. It was close enough at the time he was still living in the same place. Yeah. And then like a fire breaks out. It sort of opens with him talking to camera. You can see, tell that he's talking to someone off camera. And he's like, well, this is the story as it happened. And right. so here it goes. And it's you could tell it's like current time. 
time. You yeah. know, I thought he was recapping it to Rick. I think that's what most people thought. Yeah, I think that's what you. Well, that's, I think that's so what you're supposed to think. That scene where Rick. And, and him, he, him are talking, when he's practicing so his Aikido. And everyone thought the – well, we'll get to this later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But so he's got become kind of a, an animal. He's out there like when he encounters He's become people, an animal. He kills them. And walkers. And yeah, everyone. Everyone. That's his definition. That's where the clear comes from. Yeah. It's like I have to just kill and yep. destroy uh, just to fill this empty void in my heart because yeah, my family's dead and, and I'm by son. myself. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, insane. That's a crazy man's logic. You right. Know? You've descended into madness, I don't which know, I don't world, blame you. Yeah. Anyone, everyone's going to Everyone will. It. Rick did. Rick, and he was the leader. When Lori died. Yeah. He, he started lost his picking up the while. phone. Yeah. He's yeah. hearing voices and shit, man. Glenn's the only one that's like, man, I wish I could just go back and deliver pizzas. Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> I know. he's like, good he old Glenn. Killed anybody. And yeah, that was a, that's a funny fact how that. like he's never killed a human. Yeah. He's never actually killed a person. He's many walkers, but right. you know, an actual person and he Glenn has never killed. Yeah. And I think that holds true in the comic too. Mm. I think. I, okay. I don't quote me on that, but as from everything I've read. You. Quoting you. So play back the tape. Uh Morgan is on you know out there doing his crazy thing and he leaves he leaves, he leaves. The, the hovel the, he leaves the hovel and he's out just in the being fucking, an animal yeah being killing an animal people, clearing and then he hears killing all these walkers goat. well no we should say he like makes this little camp where mm-hmm. he's just burning walkers and then he oh, puts all these sticks scene. all these sharpened sticks super like swiss family robinson lord of the fly <laughs> style kind of thing and yeah. in the middle of all these sharpened spikes that he uses to catch walkers on he has, has this big sort of corpse pile that he just continues to burn like throughout uh, throughout right. the night and then there's that other scene where he comes upon two live people and he just sticks the one dude right in yep. the throat without thinking twice and then he chokes the other guy to death yeah. and then so this is showing him like sort of traveling with this like murderous intent yeah. like an animal like he's like a wild animal he's become wild right. he's gone he's become like a beast like a wild beast Morgan and he needs beast. to be like re-domesticated and re tamed sort of like yeah. like a wild stallion he used to be broken like a wild stallion yeah like a bill and ted's band wild stallion <laughs> yeah that's what they probably that's probably the influence of the whole episode is watching bill <laughs> and ted stallions. on netflix it's probably just watching bill and ted on netflix Scott gimple smoking Isn't a bunch of weed i don't know i don't think so all right you know they I'm talk about it on the internet I think Keanu Reeves would do it, but I don't know what that would look like anyway. Yeah, it'd be weird. It'd be weird. Uh, so, well, so he's, here's the goat, and he yeah, kind of walking thinks, up on it. food, he's walking up on it, and then... There's a cabin and stuff. Yeah, that looks pretty pristine. Pretty untouched. It's yeah. not burned down. It's not blown, broken out windows and stuff, and there's like garden kept garden yeah, and shit. A yeah nice garden <laughs> nice with garden. tomatoes and yeah, other sunflowers and stuff and yeah. sunflowers. nice sunflowers just for like show yeah. just, for, like, <laughs> just for aesthetics <laughs> i do a lot of landscaping in the apocalypse yeah just to pass the time <laughs> but uh he goes to attack the goat and then he gets well he has a rifle he has like a fucking ar-15 with oh, him and a sharpened right. stick so he has yeah. both and he's gonna kill the goat and uh he just hears a voice like a lone voice voice like please don't kill that goat i'm trying to 
figure out how to make cheese still. Right. I'm still trying to make cheese. And, and then he just starts shooting in, at random. And he oh, sees yeah, like he a figure move. Yeah, yeah, he's shooting at him. And he's like, please put down the gun. We can talk. You know, we can have some cheese, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he still like has the gun all like up on his shoulder ready to take this guy out. And he's like, okay, I'm giving you one more chance. One more chance like this. Yeah. And then uh, he's, he's aiming all over the place and stuff. And then you just see from his perspective this freaking bow staff go across the back of his head and puts yep. him on his ass and then it, you cut and it's john carroll lynch and he looks like a monk because he's bald with the with he's got that old friar franciscan hair hairstyle like he has yeah. he always has like that sort has. of like horseshoe bald pattern right but he's yeah. wearing kind of a like out, a white like shirt a, and well he doesn't he, he i re, my impression of it was it looked like one of those sort of monk outfits like he's doing his tai chi out there you know yeah, He's wearing sort of like gowns it might, a bit. Yeah, I don't know if it was a gown. It wasn't like a robes or anything. It was like it might have been like a white shirt made to look like. Yeah, he's sort that of. That was my takeaway from it. Was like he looked monkish. Yeah, sure, yeah. that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's cool, man. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's cool that you saw you saw that. Yeah. However you see things. It's just uh, what we all see. It's, it's, you know, <laughs> we all see things differently, I guess. And he pulls him into his cabin in the woods, and there's a fucking, like, prison cell. There's a cell in this beautiful full cabin. Full metal bars in this section of the living room. Yeah. It's blocked off by full metal mm, prison cell. Odd. And he puts Morgan in there unconscious. Yeah. And like waits till he wakes up, and this guy is like very peaceful and like yep. civil, and he's like, "I'm here to talk. Let's be friends." I forget right. what he says, a bunch of stuff of that nature, and he throws a little book into the cell when Morgan wakes up, and he's like, "Here, read." The path to peace, or something. Or the art like of that. peace, the like art the art of, of war, yeah. but the art of peace. And he gives him food. He gives him tomatoes and cucumbers. Yeah, and vegetables stuff. and little yeah. patties. Little, and he's vegetarian. He has the goat. And yeah. Morgan's all like, I'll kill you. And like, he's like, no, no. Why do you want to kill me? He's like, I got to clear. I have to kill in order to stay alive. And the guy's like, well, that's, that's bullshit. To me. Yeah. <laughs> that's the biggest bullshit I ever heard in my life. But okay, whatever. Well, there's kind of like a lot of back and forth between of, them of him, you know, waking up, getting the food, not, you know, Morgan being an animal. You see sort of the process it's a long process. It's a long pros- process, but what the acting is so phenomenal that just and there's not an enormous amount of dialogue in this episode. Not tons. There becomes it, more. There becomes more, and as they get, as they become, as they start to open up to each other. Yeah, and it takes a while, and the, it's long. And the guy's so patient with Morgan. That's the other yeah. thing is that you can tell this man's really come to peace with himself uh-huh. and with things, and he's in no rush. He's not like shaking the cage, like "Come on, right. get back to normal. You're with me, or get out, or I'll kill you." You know, he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, just you know, why do you want to do that? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That sounds like bullshit. Very, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he it's, says it very sort of peacefully, yeah, peacefully. Kind of like, yeah, all right. Well, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. You're going to stay in there. You're not going to kill my goat. Don't you kill my goat, you know? Because yep. he builds a little pen for the goat inside. Because walkers kind of come up on the goat and try to eat it. Right. And I thought that was used, he was using it as like, not live bait, but sort of like a warning signal. Because the goat starts bleeding. Right. Like, eh, yeah, eh. He was using it for milk. He was using it to make goat cheese. Yeah. Yeah. He really, was, he really meant that. Yeah. Milk and stuff. And, uh, 
and what happens. And so he's talking. He's, you find out that he was a forensic pathologist working yep. for the state of Georgia. And he says, he's like, I've gone over 825 cases of really, really broken men. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, criminals. I mean, literally criminal. Criminals. Insane. And yeah. he's like, there's only one I ever knew that was genuinely sick or like genuinely less like a psychopath everyone else couldn't be you most of them could have been reformed or they just made bad choices somehow, or they were damaged in childhood or whatever yeah they've suffered trauma and they acting evil. out yeah only one was truly evil yeah. he says and then that's foreshadowing for what we find out about his past which is horrifying which becomes yeah. horrifying and it really mirrors morgan's past but worse. But even worse. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, very similar. Yeah, true. Because of the loss, as far as the yeah, where the yeah, loss yeah. comes loss, from. Yep. But his loss didn't take place in the apocalypse. It was prior to the apocalypse right. when we still had like civilian life. Mm -hmm. And so I forget the exact process, but the guy basically says to Morgan, you know that cell's been open this whole time. Like it's been a few days maybe he's been in the cell. And there was actually a point when he's trying to escape and like pry right. off the wood from the bars and he's trying to, you know make a move and the guy says you know the cell's open right. it's been open the whole time yeah. you just never tried to leave. escape you could leave right now he's like but you can stay on the couch with me or you can leave Those are your two I, i'm giving you two choices yeah. so if you go out of there you can yeah i will not allow you to kill me i will not allow it or and he's or my goat he basically <laughs> yeah. says that and he has yeah. to stick with them and you, they show him morgan see through the window where he's training like all that all that bow staff stuff yeah, morgan's been doing tough. all season he, i mean he's quiet but he's also a big man he's a big man and he in real fight. life and in this episode yeah. he's really training with that bow staff and aikido's all like like defensive hand-to-hand -hand tactics and stuff well and their whole philosophy is that you don't kill you you no do killing, everything that you can killing. to prevent killing. Right, right, right. And so Morgan goes out of the cell and then quickly him. attacks him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, instantly, right away. And the guy subdues Morgan and I think knocks him out again. I forget. He knocks him out again. And he says, like, I gave you two choices. That was not one of the yeah, choices yeah. or something yeah. like that. And during the melee, Morgan pushes the guy up against the wall and there's like a painting on the wall that falls and breaks. Oh, right. And then Mor and the guy cocks back with his staff and Morgan's like, just kill me. Just kill me. And oh, he, yeah, kept he kept saying, saying that. that. He kept yeah. saying that when he was in the cell and when the guy went to like knock him out again, yeah. Morgan was like, just kill me, kill me, kill me, like that. Yeah. And uh, the guy's like, no, I'm not going to kill you. Right. <laughs> I don't kill. We practice peace around here. Well, and as his stories reveal, like, you know, uh, their process, as we said, it goes through a few, like, back and forth. Yeah, there's, it's like a Mr. Miyagi Danielson sort of thing. It's very definitely like that. And, and, and he's trying to get re, re institute yeah, Morgan he's into helping him, and life. He's finally, he is, and they're finally sort of sitting and talking. Oh, and then he leaves. Gives his humanity. He's trying to give him humanity back. What, what, ha what kind of is the next step for Morgan sort of coming around is after the, he lets him out of the cell and he attacks him again and then he knocks him out. He leaves him back. He, he, brings him and morgan chooses to go back in the cell remember oh yeah he's he like, goes into leave. the cell you can leave or you can or stay you on the can couch stay on the couch but you can't do that again and then and morgan, morgan goes into the cell like an animal feeling safer to be in the cell in the cell yeah and like defiantly like defiantly i'll, I'll just stay in this fucking cell i don't need you don't tell me what to do yeah. right but then he wakes up like and the an guy's animal. gone and he hears the goat being potentially attacked well, by it's like, a walker. Yeah, yeah. And it starts yeah. like really sort of crying. The goat right. is out in the yard crying and he sees it. Yep. And then he sees these two walkers like walking onto the goat. It's going to eat the goat. Right. 
and uh, Morgan goes out there what with he just goes with out- his bare hands. I, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have a stick or anything, right? And he goes out there, and he, the one he kills so cool. There's like a turned over sort of footstool thing. Oh, right. And he pushes a walker, and one of the legs yeah, goes right it through its eye out of its head, and like dead gore. in its neck. Yeah, yeah. it's like so, cur- so fucking gory, but awesome. And then the second one, he pushes into a. His, he breaks the fence of his garden. Oh, and right. Lands and he onto the, the tomato plant. Yeah. yeah he breaks the tomato, sm- smushes, breaks, whatever, right. the tomato plant. I forget how he kills that walker, though. It was pretty awesome. But he saves the goat, and he clearly was doing it. He learned something. Instinctively, you know, he's yeah. saving the goat. He's protecting life. And, and that's kind of, that was the catalyst for him really learning to come around and then then the he's next, opening his door a little yeah, like he's opening the, his even mind just a crack and, opening his heart a little to the idea of right. this he's not quite as shut off and he's not like he's like no i'm an animal like i'm a wolf yeah like essentially he was like a wolf right he was which is scary which to is think. also ironic given that the whole what's wolves, happening now yeah. yeah absolutely and so he's coming he's trying to like you know domesticate himself and find his humanity again and, and that was the and he's he said, finding it and this man's guiding him back to hu- to being a human and they show then the next scene is them sitting at the table and it's kind of when he reveals the his well no they skipped a part after that he's like what you did was really good but two things you broke my thing. Oh, you broke my tomato plant. And yeah. you broke my fence. Yeah. And you have to fix it. And he's like, yeah, and he said, and that was cool. It was he cool. Said it. He was the interesting character. Yeah. Really interesting, which, yeah, we'll get to that. But uh, he before they go in and before that scene, he's like, oh, I fixed your stick. And it shows the stick was sort of sharpened to a point and like burned for right. like density. And that part had been cut off and he had sort of whittled it down to a bow staff. Right. Like a smooth edge, Morgan's polished this whole bow staff. Yeah. yeah. So that guy made Morgan's bow staff. Yeah, and then you sort of go, ah. Yeah. And he made it in the likeness of his own bow staff. Yeah. So it's like that same whatever whatever way of making a really solid bow staff for yeah. self-defense and so and then he gives it to morgan where he's like oh cool okay. yeah, oh sweet cool. can i keep this is this for me oh can i have one he's like it's yours you stupid i made it for you he's like oh can i keep it he's like yes yes it's yours you can keep it <laughs> that's not what happened that's not what happened yet, so. but then they are sitting down and and he's kind of chopping up vegetables and stuff and he's and he starts kind of telling him the story oh morgan asks him why he has a, a cell in his in cabin oh yeah he's like so why he, do you and have this a is like he finally cell. you see morgan's okay he's not an animal right now he's coming back to morgan he's yeah having a conversation with this yeah guy. it started it it's started starting a it's very interesting i mean the whole episode really rests on the progression the writing and the those two actors acting. just yeah. the two of them it's a tour de force it's just like this dialogue scene this one yep giant scene of just these two actors i wonder how closely they must have worked so closely i know because there's a lot of scenes of them training together with the bow staffs yeah and like that alone the choreography in that there'd be a lot of there's a scenes where they're like on the rocks in the water bowing at each other like a fucking like blood sport frank dukes where john claude van damme breaks into the guys it's almost the same thing he breaks in and he tries to steal uh the samurai sword and the guy catches him yeah yeah and he's like well i'm gonna train you i'm gonna call the police and he chooses to be trained by this guy yeah. begrudgingly and he gets to go through all the trials of that which is also an awesome movie just Bloodsport. <laughs> maybe we'll review Bloodsport. Well, it reminded me a little bit of Batman Begins too the whole scenes when oh yeah when Raja Ghul yeah but this guy's a much nicer guy of than course, Raja Ghul. yes 
yeah, this guy does not end uh, no. up being a killer. And, and he says, he, down Gotham. yeah, and he says, he says, uh, what does he say? Uh, I'm a vegetarian because I don't kill any life. Yeah. Like, that's why we're eating oatmeal patties, oatmeal burgers yep. and vegetables and fruits, you know, and that's and he keeps trying to make the goat cheese. That was another running thing where he does yeah. it once. He's just like, oh, oh, the he grass has, he notes, never gets it right. The grass notes taste more like AstroTurf. He almost yeah. gets it. He almost gets it at the, like the last few times. Right. But yeah, he doesn't. He can't like figure out how to make proper goat cheese, which is fine. And then they yeah they start talking though over dinner, and he said like you know I've uh, what as a forensic pathologist I've done eight hundred cases in men and yep. twenty five cases in women, and I sort of get to know how like how to help broken people. I've mm-hmm. known a lot of them, you know. So he's like I saw I knew what I saw in them basically the gist. And I is that when he goes yeah into- then he tells the story of this one particular one who was a charmer and he fooled everybody. And I forget the guy's name. He was going to get out. Yeah, it was a three-name guy. And he was trying to get out on parole or trying to get out on good behavior. And everybody's fooled but him. But him. And he ends up – they let him – be on the you know outside cleaning the no no they you skip the part where they're in he's doing like his final interview with the oh, guy right. and they're at like the commissary or they're in the cafeteria and he's interviewing him and basically he's like all of a sudden it went from he's this great guy who's doing this like you know help prisoners planting uh, you know gardens and this like these mm-hmm. initiatives and then i just saw in him in his eyes like that he's a true psychopath yeah. and then he saw that i saw right that, and he knew that i was going to reject his whatever case from yep. getting out and so he literally like lunged at me or po- clocked me across the face punched me in the face mm-hmm. then lunged on me and started to choke me and he's like luckily the aikido i've been training for saved my life and then i did an mm-hmm. arm bar or whatever it was and like uh, subdued him and it saved right. my life he's like but even after that, even if he tried to kill me, he got, uh, you know, like a light sentence or minimum security. Well, they and allowed him to be outside, outdoors. outdoors. He charmed his way into that. Being able to, like, clean up, you know, on the roadside yep. or whatever it was. And uh, he escapes. He escapes. And then he steals a car and goes to his house and he kills his wife and his two children yep. and murders his family. Yeah, and he said, and, he and then said he turns he, himself in. Yeah, and he says he escaped just to go ruin his life. his life. Yeah. yeah, and he returns himself in and then says that. And then I guess what happened? I can't remember if he tells the whole story then, or if he. Oh, what he does say is that yeah, and so what I did was I found out where he was doing his you know outdoor privileges, and I went and I kidnapped him. Or I wanted to kidnap him, and I was going to put him in that cell in my cabin and just watch him starve to death, mm-hmm. you know. But he doesn't say whether he did it. Yeah, or he not. didn't say whether he's like, I know I could have gotten away with it. All you know, all the guys working, all the security guards working knew me, and it would just have to be the right guys, you know, on the shift that night and right. stuff like that. Like they would have sort of turned a blind eye. He was basically saying. And then they sort of go on and there's a couple of different montages of them like training and yep. he's teaching Morgan all the ways of Aikido and the new learning the bow staff. Yep. And then uh, he's like, Ben, and he's like, and besides, I want you around because I'm going to need you on my trip. Yeah. You know, he's like, that's why. Why would you want to leave when I'm, I could use you on my trip? He's like, where are you going? He's like, I don't know. Just <laughs> need to go on a trip. He's going. Got to go uh, somewhere, you know. Well, because he's clearly realized he can't. It can't just be someone alone with a goat. 
in a cabin. No, you know? and I think he wants he wanted to go on the trip to try to save people. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what I got the impression of. Because doesn't Morgan leave? Oh no! What happens is so. This is what happens. So Morgan's like, but we're gonna need. So he's looking at the map. He's looking at this. He's like, we got this. We got that for supplies. But we're gonna need this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And Morgan's like, well, I have all these supplies sort of stashed in my old place, you know, my old stomping ground. Right. And so they go back there, and it's the place with all the stakes and the fucking walkers, charred walker corpses yep. and shit. And they get there, and then Morgan has an episode. And he's opening his bag and he finds something and he starts like going back to his like episode, like, you know, mental state. Right. And the guy's like, okay, forms right now. We're doing our forms. And Morgan's like, no, not here. I can't do this here. I can't do that here. It would like, it would fuck with me too much or forms whatever. Forms meaning the Aikido. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, no, we do it now. We do what I say we're going to do it. We do it now. And they're, so they're, they're training and they're practicing. Wop, 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 wop. And then a walker comes out of the the bushes and it had a, a, I can't remember how uh, if it had a ring. It's yeah. he, and Morgan starts having this weird vision because it was yeah it was the guy he choked before he met right John and he's feeling Carol. guilt I guess and he paused and he totally froze up and so what happened was the rock is about to like bite on Morgan's face. In comes John Carroll Lynch's character, Watson or Wat- West Watley. What Easton. was his name? East Eastman. 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 His yeah. name was Eastman. And he comes in to like get between Morgan and the walker and he gets bit on his back. Yeah. Right on it. Like just in his back. And we knew he was going to die. We knew. You know the you, whole time. You know the whole time. Okay. This guy's going to die somehow. And it's going to be because we going to die in this episode. Through, we kept going. This is going to be really sad. This is going to be like, really as sad. The episode was going on and it was so good. And the characters were so good. We kept going. Oh God! Yeah, this is gonna be really this is sad. Gonna, this is gonna be a hard fall. This, <laughs> this is, is gonna, gonna hurt. Yeah. it was sad, but it wasn't as sad as uh, it was. Kind of soft, sad. The it was way more it built up. Yeah, they it. didn't schmaltz it up either. It no. wasn't like this, like holding me in my arms, crying, and like tell my wife or I love her. And person came out. And yeah, them, or, right. I or know, like I thought a wolf was getting. Uh, who me knows, too. I thought know? they were gonna already have gone on their journey, and he dies saving Morgan. I mean, he does yeah. die saving Morgan, but he doesn't. He dies from the d- d- disease, the plague. He doesn't right. like get like literally eaten alive. Or but one thing we forgot to mention too is before they even got to that point, Morgan. He finds this graveyard that the guys made and realizes that he's buried all of the walkers. Well, that happens killed. after Morgan kills the two no, goat walkers. Before. Yeah. Oh, right. Because get, he, he gets yeah. his IDs. Remember, he goes into their dead yep. corpse bodies and pulls out their wallets and, and takes out their, their IDs. Name on the yeah. He whittles it with stick, his knife. Yeah. yeah. On the on the little made yeah made Cross tombstone. Makes, yeah. yeah. And there's this whole plot where all these walkers or people have been buried by this guy. Like he values life. Whether yeah, it's walking it, or dead or, you know, And it's something or dead. that we haven't seen before because they do, they bury the, as Rick says in a couple episodes, in one episode, we bury the ones we love, we burn the others. The others, which is fair. Which I mean, quarantine fair. wise, you got to burn them, man. It's fair, you know? but it, I found it interesting. A, just the character so interesting. And it's sad because you, you, although you know that this character really could only be meant for this one episode. Yeah. You wish that you had more of him. Oh yeah, you wanted fantastic. him to be with Morgan. At, at, like you think down the line, like if he had been with Morgan, if they had gone on that journey together, if they yeah. both ended up in Alexandria, how much of a a you know factor he would play into the group 
fucking uh, you know re- relationship of right. the group because he's so peaceful and he's so at ease with everything and he's he's really sort of diplomatic and right. he's intelligent and calm and he would have played a really big part in the group man yeah. and he wouldn't have tried to posture for leader he just would have been like a silent like sage wisdom advice you know and if he felt he wanted to leave he would just go yeah you know what I mean he's a man that could travel off his back kind of thing yeah and it was the other thing when he's like what did you do like with the guys like well i believe all life is precious he's like i have to believe all life is precious oh because he sees the name of the guy that was before though yeah he's, was, when he's after he's eating the dinner the, yeah. yeah when he's burying the walkers that were going to kill the goat he sees this the cross with the guy's name that was the guy that so he does find out that he probably did bring him there and killed and him watched him starve and then yeah. he says he did he's like i did do that yeah you know but now i have to believe that all life is precious right. even his life even after what i did and that's sort of and because morgan says that to daryl when morgan saves daryl from that whole that truck right. scene where they're stuck in the van like, yeah where Dale's why he's like because all life is precious yeah. and so that's where he got it from that guy and that's the thing is that and it kind of plays into morgan's like current psyche because it's sort of like if more it's almost like almost like reformed addict where it's like Mm. if i don't believe this i'm gonna go back to my rock bottom right which which to to him so it's either clear or it's all life is precious Mm -hmm. and i actually read something that like it's almost sort of too extreme like it's almost selfish it's like if norman's on his own on in the road on the road then he can sort of practice this where it's all life is special okay so you don't want to kill anybody but it's like when you're living in a group atmosphere where you kind of have to kill and take care of stuff or it could affect the whole group you kind of can't have this sort of mentality because it comes off as holier than thou for starters and secondly it could be really endanger their other group members which it ended which we see it doing so as a principle like it's nice if everyone practices that Mm -hmm. then that's how we live but if there's just one guy that practices all life is precious there is no murder in a world where we have to kind of be wolves even the good wolves like sheep and sheepdogs and wolves. Are you a sheepdog? Are you a wolf? Or yeah. Are you a sheep? Oh, like from American Sniper. Yeah, from American yeah. Sniper. It's a really good analogy for this world, though. Right. And Morgan kind of like doesn't want to be a sheepdog, but he kind of does, but he's right. not a wolf. But you kind of have to you have to kill wolves. You have to sort of be a wolf yeah. man, or a sheepdog or however. Well, he and Carol are, are, I mean, we've already seen that they have problems, but I think that that's just the beginning of their problems. Yeah, for sure. It's. I feel like they're going to... F- build that up between them the, yeah. the barrier between them is going to grow bigger and bigger as this season goes oh, on because yeah. yeah. it's true it's like yeah man if you want to be on the road and carry a you know walk softly and carry a big stick and all life is precious mm-hmm. and this sort of thing okay and you can live and die by that but when you're with a bunch of people that aren't as skilled as you and you know relying on you for defense and stuff and to be at the right place at the right time and have my back you know Mm -hmm. you can't just let people go psychos go no because you feel bad for them which brings us to after he well not quite okay well wait where are you gonna go with this well it's a very good scene he no well he buries 
our friend who gets bitten. Well, they, we should say they have a conversation where he's like, you know, you could stay here for the rest of your life. Because, no, what happens is he goes, remember, he, he has a fucking breakdown when the guy gets bit. And he, like, yeah. well, goes to attack the guy. Like, why did you do that? You weren't supposed to do that. I told you I didn't want to do that. The form's here. I told you I wasn't in the right place. And then they have a fight again. Yeah. And the guy subdues Morgan again. And he's like, look, man, I don't have much time. So do you want to talk and do you want to be civil or do you want to fight? Yeah. And then Morgan goes off and he has, oh, I think I'm mixing it up. Remember that scene where Morgan has the stick and uh-huh. he's pointing it at the two people and they offer him a can of soup and a bullet. Oh, the woman and the guy yeah. who's got, walking with a crutch. They're yeah. They're like not going to make it. <laughs> they're going to make, make it another 10 feet. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can like see them down the road being eaten. Yeah. You know, that, they don't show that in the show, but it might as well happen. But yeah, that whole thing happened. And I, they're scared and they're like, they're scared shitless. Yeah. And Morgan's like back to wolf mode, like, oh, I'll kill you if give me what you got. And they but leave. But then him. he stops. Yeah. And, and they, she, yeah, she gives him a can of food and a bullet. One single. Single bullet, and he kind of and they say thank you back out of it. Yeah, and then he goes back. He goes back, and when he gets back, the goat's been eaten. Yeah, the that goat. was sad. That was Maybe really that was sad. Happen too, though. Yeah, it was one of those inevitable <laughs> things. Really, just sad. Yeah. Laying it on real thick, but not too thick, but thick. And then he takes the goat. He's wheeling the goat into the the cemetery, and he sees the guy, and they're talking. Well, and the guy reacts. He's just like, ah, oh, she got, ah, oh, she, she got, got out. out. Yeah, and he says it sort of. Matter of fact, like, you know, he's he's not very emotional about. He's very no. even. He just sort of is like, up, oh, she got yeah, it. very even keel. Yeah, like but, he's I mean, lost he's not everything. Happy about it, no, but, but he says it in a way. It's very interesting. Oh, God, well, it's like how words. how angry can you get about anything when you've yeah. lost everything? Like yeah. you've lost your whole life. I know, and that's what he says. Well, remember he said. He's like, yeah, I took him up here and it took him uh, 47 days to die. Yeah. The guy, this fucking psychopath. Right. So he did that. And then he's like, and I felt so guilty that I drove back into town to turn myself in. And by that time, the, you know, the fucking world had ended. Right. And that's when I found out that the uh, the world had ended. Yeah. And he said he went back to his house to get that, that drawing. That his kids did. Yeah, yeah, that his daughter made on the wall. And it's actually drywall that he cut out of the wall to take back with him. Yeah. And he's like, it was the craziest, scariest thing I ever done. I walked 30 miles in walker-infested country just to get that. Yeah. Or 13 miles. I don't know what I remember. But either way, yeah, he's like, it was the craziest thing I ever done, but I would do it again it every time. 30. Yeah, it was, yeah 30, it was 30, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that, that whole thing happened. So he was going to turn himself in, I guess, because he felt yeah. so guilty. And then he just ended up going back. And, so, and, and he says it would have been the right thing. It would have been right for me to be turned in, you know? Yeah, it would have been. I mean, in his his uh, perspective. And he says, that, but then as they're that same conversation, he's talking to Morgan. He says, you know, you can stay here your whole life. There's enough food and enough sort of resources here. He's like, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't stay here. Yeah. You're like, you're better. You're, you know. You shouldn't be alone. You shouldn't be alone. You should go out and. He's like, well, the whole world is about people. He's like, it's all about people. Like, we have to connect. You have to connect with people Mm -hmm. and find purpose. He's like, you know, you're better. You're better. You're better off or you're worth more out there trying to find people. Well, and I think he also says something to the effect of people are all that matter. We are what matters now. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is yeah. something like that. And those are sort of its like dying Party words. Yeah. yeah, and he has the fever coming on and he's like, okay, I'm ready. He's like, come on, let's go. Yeah, he just sort of said, I mean, again, it's just kind Very of like, even. I'm ready. There's a gun out in the back. Yeah, I got a gun and a lockbox in the shed. And they don't the show no. that. They don't need to. I mean, that's here's one of the things that I thought was extraordinary about the writing. 
they don't waste anything ever. I mean, it's almost textbook. If this episode, I got, and I we say this all the time, all the time. But if this episode doesn't win a fucking Emmy or even get nominated, or get nominated, I'm telling you, I will be so pissed because. This is literally, you could take the writing of this episode and, and go to a film school and, and say, okay, I'm going to teach you guys how to write episodic, brilliant episodic mm-hmm. drama. Because there's nothing wasted. Even this textbook episodic. Like, yes. If you took like, all the commercials out of this, you could watch it as a standalone thing called like Morgan the Lost Man or absolutely. something. <laughs> like it, it could, couldn't, yes, yeah, it could be a standalone this, little you know, short. Yeah. But there's nothing wasted. Called, Everything has here's a purpose. Not here. Yeah, here's I remember not here. he says that to Morgan too. He's like, "Why are we still here?" He's like, "Well, because here's not here." Yeah, like, as they're leaving after he got bit, right? Here's not here, Morgan. Because you wrote that. Oh, yeah. He wrote it all over the rocks, and he wrote clear on when the rocks. When he was in the town, and, yeah. yeah. Not even in the town in that little encampment, right? Which we went to. Yeah, which we went to and saw. We saw. Yeah, we'll talk all about that. But, but it, I mean, it's really brilliant because I mean, just the fact that they don't need to show him being shot and killed at the end. They, they don't. don't need you to, just know. Like, there's there's so many things like that in this episode where they just don't waste any time, and it's just beautifully crafted. And I gotta I gotta say, it's uh, I think it's like I said, it's one of the three best episodes of the entire show. Of the entire show. And this is the newest episode. It's yeah. not some old episode from way back where, like, remember when the show was good? Yeah. It's like, come on. This is the fucking newest episode. Yeah. Do people even appreciate it? I hope so. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> remember, the, remember last, like, our last episode? You're like, you started the show up with saying, yeah, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even though the episode was so good. Like, that yeah. last episode was good. It's not like it was a bad episode. It's but just, no, you were responding to not feeling like, it's like are all these people who are fans of it well you don't really feel like it's your show anymore yeah Yeah, when you don't feel like it's (laughs) your show when you do watch it from day one and it's popular but it's not a fucking phenomenon yeah and then all of a sudden it's like this and you do you wonder like do people really appreciate how fucking good this is because it's really because it's definitely the bandwagon show yeah it is more so than ever yeah than any show and it's, no, I mean, I think a lot of people do. I mean, certainly the people, and we'll talk all about this in the Walker Shocker episode, but a lot, the people who are there really know it and really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, really and they all want to talk about it. They all want to talk about it. They want like, all of their opinions and their perspectives and their favorite yeah. characters and their favorite moments and stuff, um, which is cool, which is great. I yep. know, you know, but it's just interesting that this is such a good episode. Yeah. And it, like you see, what they do is they show him walking through the cemetery and then there's a one one little grave plot that says Eastman. Yeah. And so that's where Morgan that's where, buried him. You know, he did it and yeah. he didn't have to show it. And then he's off onto the onto road his way. And it shows you he's wearing all the same clothes that he was wearing when we see him for the first time in Terminus. Which was really awesome Which is where, like, <laughs> that's like, where it ends that's chills. where it ends up and it's like ooh yeah cool and goes. then it cuts to him again into camera like and that's my story yeah and then it the camera turns and to reveal who but the wolf from the third episode 
that he knocked out when he said sorry and you th- everyone thinks he's dead. I didn't think he was dead. Yeah, but you didn't. No, I didn't think he was dead. I mean, they Everybody would show did. him. Yeah, everyone thought he was dead. <laughs> Kevin Smith didn't, though. Remember on Talking yeah, Dead, he's like, no, right. he's not dead. He's not dead. He, yeah, he, made, he, a, he made a reference to the sound effect. He's like, it wasn't like splashy enough or cracky enough yeah. to make it feel like he really was a death blow. Well, we talked about this on our episode because we t- I, I was saying, I was likening it to the Stannis episode when Stannis, you don't see Stannis, see Stannis getting killed. killed. By Brianna Tarth. Like, and they show everybody getting killed on that show. Sliced yeah, head. Yeah, that's part of the uh, the part of the charm. Yeah. yeah, and same thing with Walking Dead. So there was a question. A sort of like, like black. Is this guy yeah, dead? why did it just black out when he swung yeah, at he the guy? Alive. Yeah, and, and, he is. and he was. And and so the guy, and it's that grimy wolf with the black, long, stringy hair yep. and the yellow teeth. And he's like, wow, Morgan. He's like, you can tell that I'm like shaking and sweaty. He's like, it's because I'm injured. He's like, you know, I'll probably get sick, and if I get sick, I'll die, and I'll turn. He's like, but if I don't, I'm going to kill you. And I'm, all the children And here, everyone and in here. Families and if and I get out of here, I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah. I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to kill everyone, and your story doesn't mean shit, and it's what I have to do, yeah. and I'm a wolf. And yeah. Morgan, you just see Morgan, like, gripping the bow staff and, like, looking at him, and at this well, look He also in his says eyes. another thing. He sa- He explains... The reason he came there, which was an important piece of information, mm-hmm. because our friend Aaron, who left the or whatever the guy's name is, who goes out on the road. Yeah, that's the, the first guy, name. Aaron. Yeah, oh no, the character's his name, name yeah. is Aaron. He goes out on the road. He left. He had photographs of the whole place, and a so a bunch this of wolf photographs got those photographs in and the found bag. Yeah, here, and he explains that the reason why he came was because he was bit and he was looking for medicine. Yeah, he's like, he I saw thought the I pictures could and fix. I thought this place would it have... It looks so nice yeah. and I thought I could get... And that's before he says, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Because it sort of sounds like Morgan's kind of turning him. Yeah. Like he's trying to convert him. Morgan, Morgan was trying to like have him see right. the light. And the guy was like, well, I got to say, you know, I came here when I saw the pictures because it looked so peaceful and, yeah. and looked like a safe place and I could get some medicine for my cut. He's like, but if I survive... I'm going to kill you. Tricked you. And then he's like, just like your friend Eastman's family, I'm going to kill all the children. Yeah, and like He references the guy's family yeah. and shit. And you're like, oh, you fucking yeah, you bastard. Fucker. You're a psycho. You're a Charlie Manson. And then, that's what, and then I made the point. Well, I just said, like, you know that what, whoever is indoctrinating these people, Ooh. once we meet that, that guy or that woman or whoever it is, bad. that's going to be a whole bag of shit. Because, yeah, if Morgan can't talk this guy out of it yeah. with his, like, sad fucking, like, <laughs> fucking stand by me story, right. karate kid story, <laughs> yeah. and the guy's like, I'm going to, hey, that's cool, man. I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. Who, and like, you can carve a W in your head and chop people up in yep. the street. Like, who the fuck is that guy? I know. You know? And it really makes you like, it's like fucking Jonestown. Like, oh, yeah. He sounds like a Jim Jones or like Charlie Manson. David Koresh, Charlie Manson yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And so that, and then so the, it ends with Morgan walking out of the room and locking the door and behind him. leaving him alive. Just leaving him alive in Alexandria in the wall, behind the walls. Which is bad for two reasons. One, if the guy lives, he's sick he's gonna go kill everyone and two if he dies he's gonna become a walker and then they have a walker in there yeah even though the door's locked and it's some sort of metal gate scenario Ooh, carol's gonna be pissed when she finds out he let him and that's the other thing like well who like it's one of those things where if someone finds him by accident 
Morgan's fucked. Yep. You know, if Morgan tells everyone, they're going to want to kill him. Yeah. And Morgan's going to be like Herschel with the barn. <laughs> yeah. Walkers. It'll be kind of like a Herschel barn thing because Morgan will be like, no, no murder. And they're like, fuck you, man. Like, you know, we all didn't get a like fucking awesome cabin experience in the woods fucking vacation with a really cool guy that explained us the, you know, yeah. the principles of peace and values. <laughs> like, we've all been like living out here trying to survive, man. We did get some like cool lifetime movie experience where everything worked out except my buddy died. You know, well, and all and of this, the like, true meaning say, of Christmas or whatever it was. All of this brings me back to a point made a few times, which is the moral compass of the show always dies. And Chris Hardwick always says it on Talking Dead, but lots of people say that. Yeah, I, but well, pretty, I, yeah. I were I, I don't know that Morgan's going to make it out of season. Hey, where's six. the true meaning of Christmas? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I don't know that Morgan's going to make it out of the season alive. Out of this sea, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, in the show, Morgan does die. Or, I mean, in the comic, he dies at a certain point uh, in the comic. No spoilers. But it's here's not, a couple reasons, I think. One, he's extremely moral and he's all about peace, and that just doesn't work in this world. And, uh, like, Carol could end up killing him. That could, that might happen. It Something might like that happen. might happen. But also, Lenny James is a big actor. <laughs> has a big career yeah, and he does. I could see him only being contracted for this season quite frankly yeah who knows that that could be a thing yeah. just a contractually like I wonder if he came into the season saying I can only do this much time because I have other obligations we're speculating of course well there's so much contract stuff you know yeah. like with, all, with these actors they have these things it's like if you do that you know I've, I just read that any actor that is hired to play James Bond in their contract it says they're not allowed to wear a tuxedo in any other movie they make what yeah yeah so all throughout the whole that's part of one of the that's one of the contract clauses wow if, as your bond forever for no, the rest just of their as career your bond, oh, okay just okay. as your duration of bond so daniel craig can't wear a tuxedo in any movie he makes huh. and like pierce brosnan what they did for thomas crown affair was they had him wear a tuxedo but they had the collar open and the white bow tie like hanging on other oh, either yeah. side so the, yeah that, that was their way around it so he was technically not Wearing oh, okay. a full tuxedo, but he had a tuxedo on. He was Bond during Crom- Thomas Crown Affair? Oh, yeah, I yeah, he about was. that. Yeah. I like that movie. Yeah, but Hollywood contracts are crazy like that. Yeah. But so... I don't know. I don't know. He might not make it. I mean, I it, but it. but also in the in the comic, him and Michonne have like a, a fucking love uh, interest. They have a relationship, sort of. Hmm. Morgan and Michonne, and that hasn't been indicated at all in the TV show. Yeah, they don't show. even barely know each other yet. I'm just <laughs> yeah, they don't like, yeah, hardly barely they know each other. Really, that he's, so seen. far, he's, all he's asked her is, did you eat one of my peanut butter bars? Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was funny. That Michonne, was, yeah. That was funny, actually. one of my peanut like, butter protein bars. Well, it was funny because it showed that he was like, Trying to, I'm together now. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay making a joke. And, yeah, I'm not like it, well, it. That was actually really a key thing because it was like he was showing her he's who's concerned about him because when she met him, he was a crazy person. Yeah, and that's her only knowledge of yeah, him. Yeah, it's like okay, I'm letting you know I'm not a crazy person yeah, anymore. I can so ask like cool. a benign question. Yeah. So, uh, I mean. I don't know what's going to happen next. It's there's so much loose ends. There's so much that so we have to sort ends. out. Yeah, so many. I mean, Glenn's out there somewhere. Everyone remember those people we met at uh, in the line for the Norman Reedus panel uh, who said, um, "Oh, he's dead." We were asking. We did a periscope with them, and I said, "What do you think?" And they said, 
uh, he's dead. Yeah, they said Andrew like a hundred percent dead. They were like, yeah, he's a hundred. No hesitation. Dead. dead. They're dead. Most people think he's alive. Most people w- want to believe. Want to believe alive. he's alive. Yeah. But I think most people have come to the conclusion that he's alive. He's alive. All, yeah. all signs. He wasn't on Talking Dead. Wow, wow, wow. You know, he, they didn't show him really get eaten. A hundred percent. So yeah, people want to think to believe him alive. Who doesn't? He's a favorite. Mm-hmm. But I think also people have sort of deduced that he's still alive. Like, oh, I've done my homework here, and it looks like he's still alive. But they, know. the way they're like, yeah, no, nah, we think he's dead. And it's like, okay. Well, well and they broke it down. They were like. How could they were even if he gets even if he survived even if it's not his guts being eaten yeah even if that probably not even if that's not it's like well what even so what like what are you gonna do yeah he's surrounded by all sides by a horde of walkers yeah. where do you go from there fly do you fly away dumpster that's, yeah, that's not been gonna because yeah. they can crawl under there too eventually yeah. you know what I mean they can fall down and just start crawling you at them get inside the dumpster maybe maybe but then where do you do then unless they save him they write in that he's going to be saved yeah. and then someone even said that like even if like whatever they do f- to save him is going to be sort of like cheap writing because if someone comes and saves him it's like they mm. come in with guns and they were just there at the right time and the winnebago started maybe it's again some other characters that save him that it, new characters maybe or maybe it's he maybe ends up with the wolves and that's where we know in the comic it goes wrong well right? i don't know there's not they're not really wolves in the comic oh. maybe they are maybe they're called wolves i can't i don't know i don't know maybe it's whole new characters that, <laughs> that somehow somehow save him i don't know who knows someone comes in with a bulldozer it's like it's like a construction worker abraham guy who's like a big burly it's like the village people group or there's a construction worker and a biker (laughs) and an indian that's funny daryl's like the indian and abraham's like the construction worker yeah that's so funny daryl's also the biker i guess and rick's the cop and rick's the cop yeah it's the village people people. who's the sailor i guess abraham's the kind of the sailor yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a sailor. <laughs> There's a total sailor. That's funny. That's so funny. The village people of The Walking Dead. Yeah. The walking village people. Yeah. So, I mean, they showed the previews for it, and it looks like Maggie. I don't remember what happened. Oh, yeah. Maggie's, Maggie's going, going out. out there. She's going to find my, her She's husband. going to find her man. Finding my husband. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. I, there's a lot going on here. It's definitely going to be intense. It's a good season. It's a great season. It's uh, it's one of the best. It's uh, usually by the third and fourth episode. There's kind of a dip. No dip yet. No dip yet. Yeah, it's really exceptional. The writing and the acting and everything. And so watch it <laughs> if you're not, and you just listen to this whole podcast. That would be pretty funny <laughs> if you did that. Hilarious. If you listen to this whole thing, you're like, what's that show? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, but thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for it. I guess thanks. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I think think thanks. Yeah, so I think uh, that's going to wrap it up for us for this podcast because we're going to be back with several things to recap with the Walker Stalker Con event. Oh, yeah, lots to talk about there. It'll be basically like probably like a three-part thing with the episode and the actual convention and then some other stuff that we got going on with the the show. Yeah, so we made it. We made it. You made it to if you made it to the end of this, text nine nine four to three (laughs) four five and you might get a special little prize. (laughs) It's a dick pic. No. (laughs) (laughs) Who's I don't know. Morgan's I guess. 
All right. Well, thanks, audience. All right, jerks. See you, jerks. Fart. Fart.